How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola energy. Energy you want, taste you love. Brad Bannon, and he decided to stick around for Hour 3. Brad, thanks for joining me in this hour as well. Always a pleasure. Tomorrow, President Obama is going to be meeting with Cuban President Raul Castro. Uh, This is the first substantial in-person discussion that's going to take place tomorrow. This is a historic encounter, and this encounter is an attempt at least uh, by our president and hopefully uh, by Raul Castro. I'm sure he's hoping more so. (laughs) He has more to lose uh, and more to gain uh, to restore the diplomatic ties that we really have had broken and frigid at best, no really existing relationship for more than half of a century. We've had an estrangement between the United States and Cuba. I want to give you a little personal um, insight on this. I um, started my talk radio career in Miami, Florida in the late 80s. And I lived in Miami, Florida for three years. And when I was there, I met a lot of people that had lived under the regime of Fidel Castro. A good friend of mine named Anna had been raped by one of his military. Remember that both Castro brothers were not elected by the people and that they rule militarily and violently. Interestingly enough, we have one, two, and three generations of Cubans in this country. And grandparents of the 25 and under crowd remember what it was like to live under Castro. And their children, the parents of these 20-somethings and teens, remember. But the young people, they didn't live under this dictator. They didn't live under the brother. They don't know the Cuba that their parents or grandparents fled. They know the United States, and many feel it's about time we move forward. Now, before we continue with this, I want to share with you my opinion on this. I think this is the right move. Cuba has not been supplying weapons or money to terrorist organizations. We are far from the days of any kind of a Cuban Missile Crisis or Bay of Pigs situation. Raul Castro is not his brother, and I think, once Fidel dies, we'll see a very different Raul emerge. The people of Cuba have been punished long enough for the sins of these dictator brothers. And again, I have said before, I'll say it again, if a person's hungry and you give him a sandwich, and Satan gave him a sandwich, they'll follow him. Now these people have no choice, and there weren't many sandwiches given by the Castros. There are people that think it's disgusting, both in this country and Cuba, that President Obama would dare sit down with this man. But do you know in a recent poll in Havana that was conducted in a very clandestine manner by an American group, American journalistic group, 
that by a, a score of 63%, Barack Obama was listed as the most favorite person. The most favorite person in Cuba. You know who the second was? Michael Jackson, get this. They don't know he's dead yet. <laughs> and the people polling didn't want to break it to them. This is how isolated these people are, much like when you look at a North Korea. Now, there are some people that would say there is not going to be any discussion tomorrow of the humanitarian and in the humane rights abuses, the humanitarian rights abuses that the people in the past and currently have and continue to suffer under these brothers, the Castro brothers and this military dictator regime. But we do business with China. They don't have a First Amendment. They don't have a freedom of the press. They have not cut back on their humanitarian abuses. It's just not reported on as much and perhaps hidden more so and not done in plain sight as much. But we do business with Cuba. Excuse me, with China. So why can't we do business with Cuba? I mean, it's not just that we want another place to go and we look at, you know, how it was in the the 50s when people were, you know, whining and dining in the beautiful hotels and the beautiful beaches 90 miles from our shore. It's not that we needed another Puerto Rico, another Commonwealth. We certainly don't. And it's not that we need to import goods, but we do, like hell, people need to because there is that deficit with import and export. We need to export goods. And we could do that to Cuba, to Iran. So I know a lot of people think that we're negotiating with terrorists in Iran and we're dancing with the devil, both with Iran and with Cuba. And that you shouldn't sit down and talk to Just keep it like it was. You know what? This is 2015. Not all sins are forgiven. And nobody's even being given a second chance necessarily. But we are in a different time. We are not at war with Cuba. And by the way, we never have been. Technically. So why shouldn't we have a conversation with this nation? If you want a country to become a democracy, which we don't even operate as, we operate as a republic, but if you want freedom and free elections for people, then wouldn't extending an olive branch be the first step instead of putting up a steel wall and cutting off their money forever? I don't want us to act with Cuba, with Iran, with any nation, quite frankly, as we have with Guantanamo Bay, just throwing people inside a prison and throwing away the key. That's not progress. It's not productive. It's not productive, not just for humanitarian sake going forward, not just for freedom and democracy going forward, not just for commerce and economic benefits to the United States, by the way, and not just the people elsewhere. One of the problems, though, with that poll, the first thing they would do, if allowed, is they would come here. (laughs) And that's going to scare the living bejesus out of a lot of those white, immigration-hating Republicans. (laughs) We want to come to America. Anyway, President Obama and Cuban President Raul Castro do plan this first substantial in-person discussion tomorrow. It's a historic encounter. They're working to restore diplomatic ties after more than a century of estrangement between we, the United States, and them, Cuba. Now, the details today are still being worked out, according to the foreign policy advisor, Ben Rhodes. Uh, The two Two leaders did speak by phone uh, two uh, two days ago, Wednesday, and, and that was only for the second time. Um, they're going to be arriving in Panama City 
just minutes um, apart. Now they're uh, actually they're there. The summit of uh, the Americas taking place tomorrow. They both got in last night. Um, they did exchange, if you remember, a brief handshake in 2013 during Nelson Mandela's funeral in South Africa. And, of course, the conservatives got all over Obama for that. Um, we'll talk about the handshake. Should there be, will there be, and do we make a bigger deal out of stuff like that? It's not like, you know, they're having sex and producing children together. Uh, but, um, you know, there haven't been any in-person meetings, certainly of substance. Um, they also planned to be among the leaders attending opening events of the summit. That's going to be tonight at Panama Viejo. Uh, that's home to archaeological ruins that date back to the 1500s. Um, it, it would be a meeting more on the sidelines um, tomorrow, uh, the summit, the second and final day of the summit would be the uh, big meeting. But they don't have a formal scheduled meeting time, but they do anticipate there will be a meeting because they're going to have a discussion tomorrow, and obviously you've got to meet before you discuss. Um, Castro is longtime, his brother of the longtime former president, Fidel Castro. They first spoke in December on a phone call. Both announced their intent to restore diplomatic relations between their countries. And that is a move that sent shockwaves, whether good or bad, throughout all of Latin America. Uh, So we're going to talk about it with you. First of all, I wanted to get Brad's take. Brad, are you with me on this or are you against this? Now, I used to live in Miami, and I know some Cubans that would be dead set against this because they hate the Castros, they fled Cuba for a reason, and they they don't want the United States to have anything to do with Cuba until the Castros are, you know, dead, gone, buried, or DL of the above. Um, But I think think it's, it's necessary, not just historical. I think it's necessary... And again, I think just like with Iran, the power really is in our hands if any kind of a future doesn't work out the way we would like. Well, the short answer, Lizzie, I agree with you, and you'll be happy to know most Americans agree with you. Uh, right after the uh, countries agreed to exchange ambassadors um, earlier in the year, the Wall Street Journal, Journal did a national poll and asked Americans if they favored diplomatic rela- uh, relationship between the U.S. and Cuba, and by a two-to-one margin, 60 to percent to 30 percent, Americans said yes. Also, about the same time, uh, an organiza- a media organization in Florida did a survey of Cuban Americans in Florida and asked them how they felt. And a majority of Cuban Americans in, in Florida said they favored diplomatic relations. And for the reason you said, the, the Cuban population in Florida is getting younger and younger. And as you said, they don't know anything about Castro. They just want to be able to go back and forth and see their relatives and maybe send them 10 bucks if they can. Uh, so Cuban Americans like the idea. Uh, strong majority of Americans like the idea. Uh, so it, it's going to happen. We've already agreed to diplomatic relations. Uh, my guess is the Cuban economy is in a shambles right now. And my guess is 10 years from now, we're going to completely redo the Cuban economy, and it will be a capitalist society uh, in 10 years, maybe before that. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to take your calls. I see a lot of people holding, but let me ask you some questions so you can join us. I gave you my opinion. I want yours. Is the president right, doing the right thing in your opinion, to reach out to President Raul Castro and try to renew our diplomatic relations with Cuba? The U.S. and Cuba have held the highest level talks between the two nations in more than half a century, more than 50 years. 
What benefits could be gained from a strong relationship with Cuba, in your opinion, America? Happy Friday. I'm Leslie Marshall. Brad Vanden's in the house with me, joining me from Boston. And I'd love for you to join me, wherever us, wherever you are. Let's go to the calls, 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Starting it out in Maryland on Line 5 with Carl. Hey, Carl, good afternoon. Happy Friday. Um, what's your belief about uh, Cuba and what the president is doing tomorrow, like the idea or not. Hi, Leslie. Yeah, I think it's uh, a very, very smart move. And the reason is that the sanctions that have been in place simply have not worked. And I think um, everything that I heard, you know. Wait, wait, wait. uh, Two things. One, why don't you think they've worked? Because some people say, well, they have worked, so now it's time to use plan B, so to speak. Well, because, you know, the, the Castro's are still in place. The government has remained the same. The Cuban people are still living under an oppressive regime. That hasn't changed. Um, And, and, you know, I worked in South Florida for 16 years and Miami for two years. And so a lot of my friends are Cuban-Americans, and I knew some people in the expat community also. And, and, you know, the people in Cuba hunger for American uh, culture, American products. And so once we get that trade going, as Brad said, I believe in in 10 years or less, uh, you'll probably see that regime topple, and, and it'll uh, start making inroads towards capitalism. And my thing is, I'm with you, Brad. I think you're with him, too, as well. Guys, wouldn't it be neat to wake up in a world where everybody's our ally, even if it's because of the economy? I mean, China is not going to blow us off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they certainly have more people than anybody else, us as well, simply because they have great business relationships with us. Sure. Brad? Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't think um, it's human nature. I don't think that governments and, and countries and cultures were ever, you know, not, nobody's going to get along perfectly well. But you're right. Uh, it's better to have as many allies as we can, build as many bridges as we can. Hey, you uh, know, years ago, why do you think Henry VIII and others, they married they married their wives so that they could have a good relationship with another country and acquire more mm-hmm. land? I mean, Brad, quickly. I, I agree. The reality is uh, it's going to happen. One thing you have to remember is that Fidel Castro is very ill. Raul Castro is in his late 70s. Uh, there's going to be regime change in Cuba soon, and the regime change will not maintain the communist system because it's so unpopular. And so what we're doing now is and getting it the way, I think I think I think Fidel Castro is afraid of that. I think Raul Castro is afraid of it, but at the same time, I think Raul Castro knows he's got to get money in the country because if his brother dies, there could be a lovely coup there, and he would be dead. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. And we are back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Brad Bannon's still in the house. And Carla Maryland, I know you had one more thing to say regarding the president meeting with Cuba and changing the course. Oh, well, having some kind of a diplomatic relationship as opposed to no relationship, which we pretty much have for more than 50 years. Yeah, well, you know, just if I could add, um, he is moving forward, as you said. This is 2015, and the the, the politicals who are, are opposing him are really, you know, I think pandering to what they perceive is their base, you know, in the expat community. Well, that's changing, and all the polls show that even Cuban-Americans and a majority of the people in this country favor what he's doing. So they're on the wrong side of history, and um, I think that we'll see much success with this. I really do. I agree. Thank you very much. Brad, uh, you got cut off because we had to go to break. Uh, what were you uh, saying? I'm uh, sorry to cut you off there due to time. Well, uh, you know, first I agree with the caller. And basically, 
the, the Castro brothers, neither one of them will be around in five or ten years. And when they die, there's going to be a big shakeup in Cuba because the people don't like the communist regime. Uh, and it's going to be eventually become a capitalist society if we intervene economically. So we're getting in on the economic ground floor, and it will be great, uh, great for the economy. Okay, let's take some more calls. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Chris in Virginia is on line three. Hi, Chris. Good afternoon. What's your take? Uh, how you doing, Leslie? Good, Chris. Uh, hope, you're feeling, hope you're feeling better. So, I am feeling better today than I was yesterday. Every day getting a little better. Thank you. Kind of you. Yeah, I saw you on uh, Megan. I think it was Megan Kelly. I saw you on Fox News yesterday. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm. I was on uh, Fox News yesterday twice. Kelly file last night. I'm on Kelly file again tonight. I taped it earlier uh, today. Well, let me say you're the only woman I've ever seen who gets sexier when she's sicker. So. Uh, <laughs> okay, whatever you say, I like you. <laughs> no, well, you probably well. That's why I, you know, I know you probably. Oh, you're gonna compliment just, me now. You're gonna slam me. <laughs> that's 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 okay. That's okay. You know, you got to give somebody a little hug before you knife them, right? <laughs> right. I just don't see. I mean, you know, what do we do? We really need this? I mean, is this like a necessity? This isn't gonna help. Uh, this, this isn't gonna help us at all. This to me, I just see this as another attempt to put some faux feather in Obama's cap. You know. The Iran deal, you know, he says, uh, you know, they won't get nukes on my watch. So then he can say I did an Iran deal where under my watch they didn't get nukes, but they get it on the next guy's watch. I mean, it's uh, I just don't see – is this going to make America better, this deal? Is it going to make America richer, safer? I don't Well, I, I think see. it can make – speaking of richer, yes, I think it can make us richer. Can it make us safer? Uh, Perhaps. Uh, I don't think – I don't consider Cuba that much of a threat. But I do well, think the, we're in a point? safer position point? if we have an if we have an economic – um, a relationship where we're buying and selling goods both ways and where somebody else's economy depends on us largely uh, because they're never going to shoot at us uh, first and we've made another ally. And the more allies we have, the less enemies we have. That makes us safer. The more countries we do business with, the more ability we have uh, to trade and to export goods, which we d- uh, desperately need. Brad, please uh, give your uh, your opinion on this. Well, the reality is uh, we, there is something we do want from the Cubans, and I think if we will eventually get it if uh, we establish business relationships. Uh, the Russians uh, use Cuba as a base uh, for their patrols. The Russian Navy uses Cuba as a base for the patrols in the Atlantic Ocean. And I think the long term, what the president is looking for is basically to establish an economic relationship with the Cubans, make us them reliant on our economy, uh, and then they'll uh, ask them to kick the Russians out. I think that's what's coming. But obviously, but they're a dictatorship. I mean, uh, well, so is Russia. We have Ch- diplomatic relationships. Right, right. China. Wait a minute. China's a communist country. China's a communist country. They don't have freedom of the press. There are great humanitarian uh, abuses there. Yet we have great business with China. See, what makes me different is I'm a conservative, so I would project strength. I know liberals, they hate the idea of America projecting power and strength. But if we're the number one... Yeah, wait, 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 wait. Let's not generalize, okay? Uh, okay you know, okay, I'm, I'm a liberal, but I, I'm strong, and I like strength. But there, if you're if you're standing on the top of the mountain, banging your chest and telling everybody you're yeah. strong, and yeah. everybody's turning the other way, we're at a different time. Even warfare is different. We have terrorism. We have cyber warfare. 
And we have an international global economy, which we can't, uh, uh, by the way, as a conservative, this should be right up your alley because capitalism is very high up on your list of ideals. Yeah, but you can't you can't uh, make them a capitalist country while the the what's the, the Castro brothers are there. It's gonna every every it's gonna take all the wealth for themselves, and nobody knows what's gonna happen after the Castro. They're not gonna take the wealth for themselves. They're not because the United States is not gonna list lift any kind of of embargo economically and any sanctions against Cuba and American companies or any other country's companies are not gonna set up shop there if that is going to be the case. Period. Well, aren't American companies uh, setting up shop now in similar places around the world? As far yes, as they can... are. One of the first things they opened, by the way, in Iraq after we toppled Saddam Hussein was a Subway sandwich shop. Right. I'm just saying, these, these, I mean, I, I just think it's a waste of time. I think deep down inside, you know that this is just... No, like wait, wait, wait. You think, wait, you think it's a, you think, I understand maybe why you might say Cuba, why now, you know... Uh, you know, that would be a waste yeah. of time. But, no, I, I, do, I don't think I, – Brad, speak to that. What about now? Uh, is this just another box that the president wants to, you know, uh, check? Because, hey, he does have a lot on his plate. Why now? Well, uh, why now? I think you talked about it early in the hour. Uh, when he ran for president in 2008, he said he was going to make diplomatic overtures to countries we didn't get along with. Uh, and Cuba is one of those countries. And if we, if you don't want diplomatic relations, first of all, we now have diplomatic relations with Cuba because the Constitution gives President the power to recognize other countries, and we are having a diplomatic relationship. All also, we're going to moving to an economic uh, relationship, and the reality is Cuba's changing. Uh, young people there, they're sick. That poll you talk oh. about. It showed the Castros only have a 40% approval rating in Cuba. Our president has a higher approval rating than their president. Uh, Yes. Yes, Obama is much more popular in Cuba than either the Castro brothers. (laughs) I mean, you think he's worried about it? He doesn't care about his approval rating. No, but he's not doing this for approval rating. You have to remember... The, the, what a, there are two things a president's supposed to do. The, the, I mean, you know, uh, technically, all right, at the end of the day, keep America safe and help America prosper. Economy is number one in American voters' minds. And even though he is not running for re-election, he has to leave something for the, you know, next person in his party to, you know, work with and, and, to, and to run with. And quite frankly, even if it's not a person in his party, he doesn't – no president wants to leave – no president, left or right, wants to leave the United States – Worse off than when they entered. Uh, they Can want, they, they want one... things to be better, especially from a, an economic and financial perspective. Can I make one final thought, please? Absolutely. One final thought. Uh, doesn't this seem similar to you? Because, I mean, I know both of you know why he's doing this now. It's political. It's all timing for everything in politics. It's all political calculations. We all know that. That's the real world. But, I mean, this to me is the ex- very similar to... Tell Vladimir I'll have more flexibility after the election. Now, why would an honest No, because one, American... there's no... Wait, wait, wait. They're very different. First of all, they're very different countries, very different cultures, very different leaders, even different governments and, and, and forums and methodology of government. Bot- bot- no, bottom line... Wait, wait, wait. You have to remember, he he did, they weren't calling him for years. Both sides agreed to finally sit down and talk tomorrow. That didn't happen before, I believe, because Castro was in power. 
Castro is, like Brad said, of ailing health. He knows he's going to die. And I think Raul Castro has much more of a capitalist mindset and sees, he, you know what, if all the people, Cuba is a very small country. If all the people of Cuba, you know, you know, starve and die because they're such isolationists, isolationists these people are going to have a coup. They're going to overthrow him. They're going to cut his head off and run through the, the center of town with it because they're afraid of Fidel. They're not afraid of Raul. Polls show you that, and, and having lived in South Florida, it's not the brother they're afraid of. It's Fidel. Even the brother is afraid of. Once he's dead, it's going to be a big game changer, and I think that's coming. Yeah, but who's going to take over then? Well, the ISIS is going to come in and take over next. I mean, ISIS gonna isn't going to take over Cuba, for crying out loud. I'm, I mean, I know that I'm just, you know, being cheeky, but I'm just saying, you know, you no, don't that's know. That's not be, being cheeky. That's being geographically, you know, ignorant. Impossible. They, 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 they don't have a way to get to Cuba right now. First of all, of if we have a, depth of, de- a relationship with Cuba, that will stop ISIS from right. coming in. But and you know what? There's Thank you, Brad. There's an, the that is an excellent point. They are 90 miles from us. You want these people, you know what, if they're our friend and we're doing business with them, they don't have to talk to people like ISIS. We're going to take a break. That's a very good point. And that's one reason why now is a very good time. We'll be back right after this. I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Brad Bannon. More of your calls of your holding. Pick up the phone and join us if you haven't already. We'll be right back. And we're back. I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Brad Bannon. Brad, let's take some more calls. Sound good on this Friday? Sounds good. I'm ready. Okay, let's go to Janet in North Carolina on line four. Hey, Janet, good afternoon. Happy Friday. Hi, um, Leslie. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? What's your take on this? I'm good. Um, first of all, I guess I'd like to say that um, I think all of our, our thoughts basically are conjectures at this point. I mean, nobody can say for sure um, what is in Obama's mind. We can't say for sure that ISIS will not invade or or become a, a threat from Cuba. Okay, wait one sec. First of all, if you're on speakerphone, can you go off it because it's hard for us to understand you audibly? I did. Okay, so. thanks. That's much better. Um, okay, um, so you were, ta- you were talking about uh, – oh, no, we can't read anyone's mind, but it is common right. sense, I think you would agree, that if Cuba has a relationship with the United States and they're able to buy goods and make money and improve – um, their economy, and Raul Castro is viewed as a he- hero, and even if they become a, a free country in the future, is elected by the people, because when his brother dies, he doesn't have somebody having his back there as much um, as Fidel currently being alive. They're far less a target for ISIS or any other type of organization to go after. They're 90 miles from our shore. Why shouldn't we go after establishing a relationship with them when you know, for over 50 years, they, they really they really haven't been a threat to us except for the fact they're, you know, they're, they're a dictatorship and uh, they have, you know, humanitarian rights abuses. But so does China and other countries that we do business with. And I, I can agree with that, with the exception of when um, Guantanamo Bay, if it gets emptied before Obama leaves office or even say within the next six months it's not going which, to it's not no it's not going to even though he wants it and even wait, though i wait. want it it's not second. going to happen he doesn't have a place to put them the states won't take them other countries that originally said they would take them won't take these prisoners it isn't going to happen they haven't even been charged most of them over well i think what one or two they haven't been charged they're just sitting there rotting that is not going to change in, in about a year and a half 
Well, the thing that we can't say for sure is that it won't happen because we know. Yeah, we can say for, for fact, sure. Wait a minute. Because, wait no, a minute. we can say wait, for sure wait, because wait, of the wait, time wait, it would me, take. Let me finish my thought, please. We know for a fact that five terrorists were traded for for Bull Bergdahl. And we also know for and, a fact we don't have any other prisoners of war being held by the Taliban. Even more dangerous terrorists than what are there have been released. Now, we know that Obama, his he, he, he um, campaigned on the fact that he wanted to empty it. Now, what I'm saying is if he were to do that based on his what he wants to do, Gitmo or Guantanamo Bay autom- automatically goes back to Cuba. If that were to happen, and I'm talking within the next, you know, within a year, then we could could have a problem because currently Iran is helping Venezuela mine uranium. That's not very far away. And we know then that Gitmo being a, I mean, it's a, it's a, um, a military base, could easily be, I mean, ISIS has a lot of money. And a lot of money, and I, under, I agree with you that developing a relationship with, with, with them in order to create trade and create a stronger economy for them definitely could be helpful. But if ISIS were to offer the Castros a lot of money, uh, you know, that, that could be a different scenario. Well, ISIS but could have I'm offered saying, them a lot I'm of money saying, a year ago, six months ago, 60 days that, ago. If they, if they were going to do that, they would have done it already. Brad? Well, first of all, don't confuse ISIS with Iran, because Iran and ISIS hate each other. In fact, Iran is helping fight ISIS with the United States uh, and Saudi Arabia. Uh, and the best way... And, and, and in Iraq. Yes. Uh, and the best way to get, make sure there's a democracy in Cuba in the next five or ten years is to go and get in there. You know the reason why Barack Obama has an 80% approval or 60% approval rating or whatever he has in Cuba and the Castro brothers are down in the 40s? It's because Cubans want democracy, and it's up to us to give it to them, and that will be our legacy. Well, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say that can't happen, but what I'm trying to say is that it, it's, we have to be – we have to be careful to be watchful that this doesn't – we don't see events turning in a way that would get us in that direction because I think that's very dangerous uh, because of what's but going but on don't in you the think that the But pre- don't you think the president, the Pentagon, you know, the Joint Chiefs, the powers that be know that and know more about that than you or I? Well, with the exception of – President Obama has pulled us out of everything. He has left us in a more um, unstable um, uh, um, how do I want to say our our national defense 
is more actually, actually you, you're completely wrong. Wait, you're wait, completely wrong. Please. One of the reasons the terrorists attack and hate America and Americans is because of our presence, with the presence that we've had throughout the world, is because we invaded the sovereign nation of Iraq, is because we in Yemen and in Saudi Arabia had troops near their holy sites. This is one of the problems. This was this is what spawned part of of, of 9/11 and and got Osama bin Laden and others to join Al Qaeda and to be willing to train and be willing to die for their cause. Well, I think we have to be I think we have to be very vigilant because when we have been pulled out and I'm not saying that um, I don't want to go. But Americans to wanted Barack Obama. Hold to on, hold on. Paris, I don't want to Iraq go back and to Afghanistan. Wait, Brad, let her finish. Let her, finish. Let her finish. Brad, let her finish. Brad, let her finish. Two thousand eight. Brad, let her finish. promise, and Americans must have liked it because they've elected him twice. Okay, Brad, let her finish. Go ahead. Okay, but I what I what I think we have to be careful of is we Obama has shown us he has pulled us out, and we see. In a vacuum, and I'm not, I'm not saying whether we should or should not have invaded Iraq, whether we should or should not have invaded Syria, uh, I'm, not, I'm not talking about any of that. What I'm talking about is what we see happening relatively within the last, I'd say, six months, is that the vacuum we have created by withdrawing. We haven't, but first of all, we haven't, we haven't created a vacuum, okay? And I need to correct you on some of these things. I understand what you're saying, but some of what you're saying is based on fear, which goes a long no. way in this country. No. Some of what you're no, it's not based on fact. For example, one of the problems, whether we're in Iraq or not, first of all, we originally lost Fallujah because the people attacked because we, they, they felt victimized by us and that we were at war with them. Then we took over Fallujah, and now ISIS has Fallujah. Some of the people have joined ISIS, and some of the people have not. But both the people that joined ISIS and haven't don't like or trust their current or former government. One of the problems in Iraq is that even though they're all Iraqis, and even though they're all Muslims, they're Shia, Sunni, and Kurd. Those are tribal factions. This is a division that goes back hundreds of years. And whether we're there or not, that is not going to change. And by the way, our drone strikes have been very effective. I wouldn't say we're out of the game at all, especially if you hear people complaining today that, for example, a man's four-year-old daughter was burnt alive by one of our drone strikes, by the way. I'm Leslie Marshall. Thank you, Brad. Thank you to all the callers. Sorry I didn't get to everybody. Have a wonderful weekend. I'll be back Monday, and hopefully my health, my voice will be back 100%. Thank you to Mark and Andrew, my great producers. How to show up with Coca-Cola Energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola Energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola Energy. Energy you want, taste you love.